right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, how you doing? 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 How we're inside. Bling. And C, we're underground inside. Oh, she's for Charlie. So. Up in the trees. So you, you getting on my ass about you being loud outside at 11 or 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning while we're discussing things or even 10 o'clock at night when we live in a fucking neighborhood full of people that literally can hear us. They literally can hear people partying down the street and not being loud. I know. You can hear the meth cooking a couple of houses down. Right. I understand. I do. And people get up at 5 o'clock in the morning around here to go to work. Okay. So you have an unnaturally loud voice outside. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and just start going, Wilbur! <laughs> start going, Suey! Do some Suey calls out there. So, again, this is a great intro. Well, hey, you know, you fucking slim pickings onto my fucking eardrums. Yeah. Okay, just ride them all crazy and Maybe shit. Maybe you should turn down your headset. I, there's nothing to turn down. I have no volume control. It's here. right there. This? This is a mute button. That's all it is. There's no volume control. There's just a mute button. There is no volume control. Really? On these earbuds. So Seriously. So why the fuck did you spend 70 bucks on earbuds when it has no fucking volume control? These are 20 bucks. Whatever. Damn, man. Uh, because they're metal, and I didn't want them falling apart as easily as the other ones were. You know, did the you know, wearing out and shit. These are fucking pretty solid. Yeah, but except for the no volume control. But it does have microphone on the little thingy thing, so people can talk. We can talk. You want to talk? That doesn't make any sense. It has a microphone on. Has, yeah, yeah, there's a microphone right here on the other side. Right. Boom. Boom. I think it's because it's made to go more with... Um, it's the same thing as this right here. And that has a volume control on it. Okay, we'll fucking uh, call it down the mountain, bro. Right there. Or is it tell it down the mountain? I don't know. I think it's call it down the mountain. <laughs> so it, it is what it is. I, mean, I, I could have ordered some fucking some Samsung replacements, but they would have been more. Okay? No, I don't buy it. I think there's a volume control on there. Oh, like I could look up some code combination. Do a little fucking Morse code with it. Yeah. You know what I just fucking typed in? Shut the fuck up, Mike. Yeah, that's, that's what I just what typed in. <laughs> what if the volume control is on the little piece right there in front? The piece in front? What? That's a clip. That's just my clip. What's the piece down below? There's no piece. Oh, this? Yeah. This is just the junction. The wire junction. That's it. There's no button or anything. It's just a solid piece of... of of rhubar or whatever the fuck it is. Plastic. Rubber plastic? Yeah, that's what it is. Rubber plastic. <laughs> Something that no one's ever heard of. A substance on this planet that's never been created before. But <laughs> fucking, you know, some some company came up with rubber plastic for headphones. Fuck you, Bill it's a, Nye. It's a why. 
It's a Y junction. <laughs> yeah, why are you fucking with me? Let's do the show. Because you're the one that started it. Oh, I get it. Because we both suck and this show sucks. Oh, oh, you, that was a long way to go for a stupid Stick intro. Stigway. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> um, because this show sucks. Ramp it for intro. All right. Instead of just doing the intro. Hey, that's fine. You know, whatever uh, whatever scratches the nips, man. So, what episode are we on of Venture Brothers? Episode 11. Oh, my. The Venture Brothers. Yes. We's going to talk about them today. What's the name of the episode? Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, fuck it. It's an episode. Past tense. Past tense. All right. So, and in about 22 minutes, this episode's going to be... Just that. <sighs> hey, there's uh, Patrick Warburton. All right, so you ready? No. Why not? Because I have to do the intro. Why didn't you fucking That's the whole what? fucking point of doing this. Well, why were you looking at pictures of Patrice O'Neill instead of doing the thingy thing? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was looking at Ow, p- pictures of Patrice O'Neill. Your, your octave went up. Past tense is the 11th episode in the first season of The Venture Brothers. Don't make you care. Thaddeus Venture, along with the rest of Team Venture, are in the X-1 flying... Are you sleepy? Thaddeus Venture, along with the rest of Team Venture, are in the X-1 flying to a funeral. You should have dipped your toll house into the coffee. I did. Stop interrupting. You sit there. (laughs) (laughs) Get a whole lot of shit. Dr. Venture accidentally causes the X-1 to plow through the graveyard, interrupting a burial and concerned with the burial of after. This is the worst fucking plot scene. This shit is fucking awful. This makes this podcast look so much better. (laughs) I am literally going to read this word for word. Interrupting cow. No. Knock, knock. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't answer the door of who's there. I answer it what? (laughs) <laughs> Interrupted burial. Interrupted burial. <laughs> Thaddeus Venture, along with the rest of Team Venture, are flying in the X1 flying. Uh, I can't even read it right. Are it's flying in the X1. Blurry. Ugh. <laughs> Look at Mr. Hand here. Can I t- Why can't I read this properly? <laughs> Thaddeus Venture, along with the rest of Team Venture, are flying to a funeral they are late for. The X1 crashes. Plant. Plows through the graveyard, which interrupts the burial. Unconcerned with the ceremony, after finding out it's not the one he's late for, Venture asks the priest where the Mike Soriyama funeral is. Dude, Chutney is more interesting than this fucking synopsis. I know. Jesus Christ. I had to read it like four times. Just like, I actually like the word, just keep saying it over, Chutney. I, I had to read that. F- I had to read that so many times. The way that it was written, and then the way that I ended up saying it, are yeah. two completely different things. And the way that I said it <laughs> made much more sense. I had to edit as I was going. Good, and you confused me in the Fucking process. Stupid. How did I confuse you? <laughs> because you like explained it in three different ways, and you just <laughs> and you Rubik's cube the motherfucker, and I'm just lost now. Thank you. Really? <laughs> You're lost after I had to start over again. For the fourth time to explain the fact that the X one crashes into a funeral, yeah, and it's not the right funeral. I, <laughs> yeah, 
You're confused. No, no, I'm fine. I was trying to be funny, but... I know. I was playing that up. <laughs> and I played it down. You <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> I took a dump out the window with it, and it missed. Yeah. It went right back in. Oh. Chris Farley story. Hey, any of you guys that are listening to this podcast, you want to hear the greatest Chris Farley story ever? Go look up YouTube on YouTube. Jay Moore on Chris Farley. It's fucking hilarious. It's all about Jay Moore and Dave Attell when they worked at Saturday Night Live and a Chris Farley bit. <laughs> that went wrong. <laughs> Past tense. Or did it go right? <laughs> oh, that's really loud. Holy fuck balls. Dust to dust. So Joe asked me earlier, since we're watching it, we're going to actually watch this episode while I talk. Joe asked me earlier, so ask your question again. Um, how was the the uh, layaway training? Yes, so I was recruited mm-hmm. without ever being told. Yes, until the last minute that I was going to do layaway training. So that was Monday. I was told on a Monday or a Sunday. Doesn't matter. I was told I was given like five days notice. Okay. Hey, you're going to be working layaway. Okay. So, <laughs> I, uh, boop. I'm sorry, but this, this, the Venture Brothers is so well done. It's Rick and Morty good, man. <laughs> At the church. Thanks a bunch. So, Monday comes along, Tuesday, which is my day off, Wednesday, heard nothing, Thursday, we get a phone call, hey, this is Walmart, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, this is Walmart, <laughs> hi, rollbacks are coming around, and uh, we're just wondering if you could come in today or maybe tomorrow uh, for training for like an hour. Okay. So why don't they set it up so that you would come in for training, I don't know, like an hour before your schedule? Because they would have to pay you an hour before your schedule. But you never work. You're going to have to get paid anyway, right? That's not the point. You can't. I either work eight hours or I work four hours. Okay, so why don't they do it on a four-hour day? Because that's not how they schedule things. It's already pre-scheduled. So they can't add. They would have to readjust, and <gasps> they don't do that. Oh. It's okay. okay. <laughs> is no. It, is it going to end the world or something? Yeah. It, it literally fucks everything up for scheduling. You can't schedule somebody. You have an extra asshole to fucking it doesn't turn work light that, on and fucking do. It doesn't work that way. I don't understand what it's the scheduling it's anarchy. Is, yeah, it's fucking ca- I, uh, Joe. You, I, okay, I'm just, I'm trying to understand your world, man. Because I don't. It's under- when it comes to scheduling. Yeah. If you fuck with the schedule, mm-hmm. particularly a person's schedule, it fucks with the whole entire schedule. It's like it's, it's not Y2K it's not, on the fucking computer no. system. No, because you're not a boss. You're not a manager. You've never been, so you don't understand. It's specific to working. Look, if they schedule me to work for five hours, they don't schedule you to train and then work for five hours. 
you were either training or you're working those scheduled hours. Uh-huh. You can't you you can't put somebody in a position, and it's difficult because the way that everything is set up for anything for customer service for cashiers, this is not sales. You don't just come in and stand around, although it looks like it. You have to be on a register or whatever. So yeah. if they if if they have you come in an hour early, that throws the entire schedule off because half the time people don't know what the fuck you're there for. So they just schedule on an off day to have you come in for an hour. That sounds so fucking chaotic. That that that. Wow, another register's been opened because he's here an hour early. Whoop do you fucking do? But you can't do that. You can't you you can't you you, you, you can't displace other people because you want to train somebody on a register that someone's already working. Do you understand what's going on? Yeah. Okay. And the reason why you can't do that is because the person that's supposed to be on that register is on that register. That's it. Yeah. It's and I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's a specific – the way that they have it scheduled is very much like a customer service phone center. Yeah. They have people there for a specific reason, for a specific amount of time on a specific register, right? Yeah. And, and, and they will have you um, obviously switch off a register when it's time for your break or whatever else, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But in layaway – They 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 can't have too many people back there, so you just come into to on your day off to train. <laughs> like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you about stupidity or whatever else like that. But when they schedule, when the way that they have schedule, you can't over you can't go over eight hours. Yeah. And if you go over eight hours, you get yelled at because that's your fault. It's not management's fault. It's your fault. Okay. Right. So yeah, because all, all registers, all customers with all of their items, they all end at exactly the right moment. No, it has nothing to do with it. I'm saying is, if you're on a register until your eight, you know, your eight hours is up, what if you're stuck with a customer? And you can't. Move? You literally have to turn off your register before your eight hours. God. It's just the way it is. They will come and tell you, so they'll replace you before your eight hours or have you turn your light off and put up a close sign and then you have to be adamant about saying no like I've, I've literally had customers I've had my clothes sign up and I've had customers come up to me and put their shit on the belt <laughs> I have my light off and I have my clothes sign up I'm like I'm closed yeah like so and the next time that's going the next time that happens I'm going to walk away I'm just going to sign off and walk away <laughs> And if they say anything, I'm going to say, I told you I was closed. The sign is up. The light is off. I was signed off of my register. I was closed. We, and and this is, that's common. It's common for customers to get completely fucking rude and think that they, are, they should be catered to no matter what. Yeah. And then by them putting their stuff on the belt, you know, hey, I'm more important than whatever you got going on. Mm-hmm. And I've literally told customers that, no. no. No, you're not. 
there there there's multiple little cogs here like like at 10:30 at night i've literally told a customer i want to go home because my shift is over and you're keeping me here oh i'm, I'm sorry well it's 10:30 it's 10:40 literally it's 10 for it's 10 minutes past closing and you've kept us here yeah 10 minutes past closing because you're fucking selfish but you said it in a nicer way. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I just because you just had to come get some double mint gum. Yeah, because because you decided that you had to look up Walmart and you needed fucking toothpaste, you know. And, or, oh, I and, thought you could lose at eleven. And and fucking motor oil. We've been around. For, we've been in that location for ten years. Ten years. We've been in that location. You know what time we close? The schedule has always been the same. Yeah, we close at ten thirty every night. It's a citrus ice thing. Yeah. Anyways, so when it comes to uh, layaway, I had an hour's worth of training. Yeah. It took 20 minutes. But then they made excuses for me to have to actually work. Yeah. So she's like, oh, well, we can, you know, while we're training, we can actually um, go and uh, we're going to lug these really heavy fucking TVs (laughs) and put them up here on this metal bin. Even though you're not a stalker. Yeah. Uh, no. Fuckers. We, but we have to do that. Like, <laughs> you should have just said, looked at her and went, I have psoriasis, and I, then turned around and walked away. I did. <laughs> oh, you know what they had me doing yesterday all day? <laughs> what? So, so one of the assistant managers came up to me and said, yeah, so um, these double boxes of cereal aren't selling, so what I need you to do is to take the double boxes of cereal on this pallet and and cut all the 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 cellophane off of it and and unpackage them so that they're single boxes of cereal individual yeah and i went i went okay so i went back to doing what i was doing cuz we actually had a couple of layaways going on right like right after he left yeah and he had the fucking balls to talk shit about me behind my back it was what cuz uh here i know I w- this is what I was told. And um, w- so one of the girls that was working with me said, you know, the manager, I asked the manager about, you know, this and that and the other thing. And, and if you're going to do this. And he went, yeah, no. I went, okay. So that's what I did between lunch, after lunch, all the way up until 9 o'clock. Because layaway shuts off at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm not going to be back there a fucking minute beyond 9 o'clock anyways. <sighs> So I, uh, I basically just did cereal all day because, you know, if you're not busy in between doing other stuff. Did you kill it? I did all but, I did all but like, um, one stack. You know what that makes you? No. A serial killer. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Can't you come up with a better pun? It was a setup, man. No, it wasn't. Up. It was fucking awful. I asked it was you stupid. To kill it, and then you say, yeah. All right. It was stupid. <laughs> All right. So, how do you really feel about layaway? <laughs> I don't care about it one way or the other. I think it's a dumb idea. But, tell me about your mother. It's an excuse for Walmart to literally make money off of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, because layaway creates the illusion in some people's minds of free money because they they don't have to pay for it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You pay a little here, pay a little there. You know, just like credit cards. Credit cards do. I call credit cards free free money because that that's the illusion in people's minds it creates. Yeah, it's not free money though. I know. I, I, I'm. That's why people are in debt. Well, part of the reason why people get in that's debt. That's pretty much why people are in debt. You are right. So, you know, other times it's because they fucking end up not paying attention to what the fuck they're doing. But, yeah. But, free. yeah, it's yeah, it does. You're absolutely right. It creates the illusion of free money. Yeah. I'm going to put it on layaway, and then I'm just going to pay it off as we go yeah. along. Oh, I have to pay $20 a, a month? Well, not layaway. Layaway is like every two weeks or a week. No, you, there is no minimum on layaway. You can As long as you have it paid off by whenever. Oh, is it, okay, because it changed in. How it used to be, like when they were full on doing layaway all the time. When there was an actual layaway department that was like fucking big and designated. Yeah, but that was like forty years ago, <laughs> thirty years ago. They stopped doing they stopped doing the weekly payments years and years ago. I know it was it was it was a few years ago. I know that. But I don't. I mean, like I think they can do that in other states. I know they can't do it in California because it's it's basically a credit. Yeah, you pay it off whenever. As long as you pay it off by this date. And then if you don't pay it all off, you know, and you cancel, it's a $10 cancellation fee. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Or a restocking fee? No, it's it's a cancellation fee. Hmm. At least here. It's a cancellation fee in California. It's just... Literally... So I started Layaway on Saturday. I only do it two days a week. Uh Uh-huh. And... We sat there. I sat there from 12 until 8.47. And then at 8.47, I had a last-minute layaway. So there's barely in that went through? Yeah, we had like two, two. Two things of layaway that went through. That was it. In eight fucking hours? Yep. <laughs> so it's not uh, hitting like it used to? Or is it just still too early in the season? It's way too early in the season. Start layaway in fucking September. <laughs> Come on, never too early for Christmas, man. You gotta keep it fucking rocking, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't take most holidays seriously anymore. I do Halloween because it's fun. I mean, I like the ambiance of it. But otherwise, I don't. I don't. Christmas has been ruined. Why? For, well, part it. Let me correct myself. My perspective on Christmas is different than it used to be. I used to take joy in the actual amount of Christmas, you know, when I was, the kid liked joy, right? The child liked joy. But now it's more like I, 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 I like the season a little bit when it's not being constantly fucking sold to me from the left and the right and up my ass. But it's more now about the giving instead of the receiving. It's the I take joy in, in my kids enjoying what they're getting kind of thing now so it's more like a vicarious thing like a proxy by proxy enjoyment you know and part of the reason is because of but it's material bullshit well i know i I take joy in what my kids are getting by giving them stuff that's great i'm taking joy out of them it's part of the family tradition man okay you guys do the same thing here okay there's tree there's presents there's you know not so, and I know that there can be more to it than that. This is my. This is why I can't stand Christmas. And I'm right there with you. With it's 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 the whole commercialization of it. 
Yeah, I give a fuck less about the commercialization of it. I I have a problem with people spending gobs and gobs of money on their kids because they're just buying their love, mm-hmm. and and I. Oh God, dude! When I was married, I don't buy. I don't believe shit. it. I think that we ended up spending because of the. We ended up spending probably fifteen hundred dollars. Why? Because she wanted to buy them so much shit. Because she felt guilty about ignoring them for the rest of the year. Or treating them like shit or whatever. Whatever it was. It, yeah, oh, and then go go and get donations. Because we could register as a low-income family and find all the programs where you can get fucking bags of presents, too. Yeah, that's... So the kids end up getting like a fucking shit ton. Yeah. And what does that do to your kids? Oh, still dealing with... S- certain aspects of it. It sets an expectation. Yeah. That this is happening. This is going. Oh, a fucking expectation of of getting tons and tons of presents. Yeah, turn them into fucking Dudleys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not fair to your kids. Well, last year I had forty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, these ones are a lot bigger now, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and. And now you've got to deal with that repercussion. Well, yeah, the, the present thing though is is luckily that that ha- that's not an issue anymore. As long as the kids get, well, I want to make it sound like there's some kind of fucking, um, you know, there's like a either you don't. Do fuck they have this a roof up. over their head? Yeah. Yes. Do they have food? Yeah. Okay. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. No, no, no. I um, I just make sure that they get something that they, they that they ask for. And then they always say they had a great Christmas. So that's it. If they wanted the Lego set and they ended up getting a Lego set, boom. Wanted the Nerf gun. One of your presents is a Nerf gun. Awesome. Done. Thanks, Dad. So Christmas hasn't been an issue when it comes to presents. I, I make sure if I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to get them what they wanted so that every all parties involved are fucking satisfied. Okay? But I don't have to spend fucking 500 bucks a kid. I don't, and I don't. It's fucking all the family members that end up adding up. Yeah. And even then, at Which some point, you just have to fucking let it go. Yeah. So. Because. Well, I just, I mean, dude, in the way shit costs nowadays, I spend 100 bucks a kid now for, for, for their birthday, and $100 doesn't buy shit. It doesn't. It buys a couple toys, maybe, and, and a fucking video game. It doesn't buy shit anymore. Okay. And it fucking blows. And I see. I, again, I can. I know that you don't give a shit, but you grew up a different way, and you don't have. It, it just anyway. It's not that big of a deal. I find a way to make it work, and it always works. It always ends up working. Okay, there's never a. God, I wish Christmas was like it used to be. It never ends up that way. Everyone's always happy. Okay, so let's have some eggnog and shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this episode? It's past meets present. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I don't even I don't even give a shit about Valentine's Day because my my whole take on it is this: if the person that you're with, if you really love them, every day is fucking Valentine's Day. It doesn't need to be designated to a specific day where you're supposed to buy the chocolates or you're supposed to buy. How about just? 
every day or, you know, close to it. You can acknowledge you fucking love each other. You do for them, they do for you. If not, get fucking divorced and be happier. Oh. Thanks, th- thanks for that take on, on Valentine's Day, a completely made-up fucking holiday. Exactly. They make you, like, obligated to have to... Oh, we gotta do make something. me obligated to do shit. I don't fucking care. I don't. I don't do Valentine's Day. I don't do Mother's Day. I don't do Father's Day. You never do Mother's Day, huh? Fuck no. Why the fuck would I do Mother's Day? Another made-up holiday. Secretary's Day. Fuck you. <laughs> President's Day. Native American Day, which used to be Columbus Day. I think soon we're coming. We're going to be hitting an omnisexual day. I, there were certain holidays that were just you know, they were ingrained as the normal thing when I, from from childhood. So, certain ones, you know, the all the main holidays, of course, all the big ones. But then also, the Mother's Day and the Father's Day, you know, those were part of the whole thing. So, if you're at school, you're in elementary, you make the fucking ceramic heart or, or you know, the fucking paper mache bullshit. And, you know. It's all garbage. It's all. It's all unnecessary bullshit. If you have to, do you really need a special day? Jim Jeffries pretty much put it right. He said, "You know, you know what I want for Father's Day? Don't spend any of my money. Don't touch my fucking money." And then it's a great Father's Day. For once in your fucking life, don't touch my fucking money. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that. I, the way I take my kids, my kids don't need to make me things or, or buy me things to show their love and respect for me. Just try your best to do, to, to act better, to handle your responsibilities, and that's it. Everything's fine. I don't need the the clay ashtray. All right. All right, so the episode's done. Cultural references in this episode. That was really loud. Dr. Venture and Pete White laughingly mock Baron Underbite's hairstyle, comparing it to that of the Hulk's titular character and Pete Rose. Oh, poor Pete. Public has stated that Colonel Horace Gentleman's name refers to a, nick- to a nickname of Horace Panter, who played bass guitar in British uh, band The Specials. You're going to interrupt, so just interrupt. <laughs> I believe that the only way that Pete Rose is ever going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame before death is if he's on his fucking deathbed and they're like, oh, and then there's this public outcry and they're like, oh, we got to fucking put him in before he dies, dude. Otherwise, that, that's just fucked up. That's it. That's it and that's all. Go ahead, finish. Way to stay current. <laughs> Two weeks ago. The Action Man's name originated as a reference to the David Bowie song Ashes to Ashes in the beginning of the Ghosts of the Saragasso. What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean two weeks ago? What? Seriously, I don't know. What? Something happened with Pete Rose? You haven't been paying attention to Pete Rose news? No, I fucking haven't. I didn't hear anything at all about Pete Rose. 40 years ago, Pete Rose slept with a girl when he was playing with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, great. There's something else. Yeah, this happened 40 years ago. Okay. So in Ohio, the the age of consent is 16. Okay. She was 16 or so. So he's having an affair while he was married. At the time. Wow, shocker. Yeah. And everybody's fucking shocked about this. But that was 40 fucking... uh, Pete Rose is 75. And fucking Roman Polanski's a fucking hero. A rebellious hero. Okay, this has nothing to do with that, but uh, (laughs) whatever. Again, Pete Rose didn't break the law. 
Yeah. Just broke a marriage vow. Yeah. Like, so, like all them fucking spoiled fuckers so now, do. Now, now he's ineligible for the Hall of Fame. So that means that Charlie Howe, who was a fucking massive cokehead. I mean, we can look all this stuff up. All the people from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, all these sports stars, you know, Matsu- Matuzak, Lyle Alzado. Ty Cobb? He's not a fucking... Ty Cobb was a piece of shit. As he was from the 20s, dude. We're talking from the 70s. All right. Way to stay current. Shut yeah. up. Go, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Motherfucker. Um... I'm sure there's there's you know, like I said there's a hundred if there's one there's a hundred of these baseball players or football players NHL players soccer players it doesn't matter yeah and most of these people are in the fucking Hall of Fame Michael Irvin who carried guns with him into the locker room yeah who knowingly did crack and a bunch of other drugs Hall of Fame. Hmm. Daryl Strawberry, did he ever make it into the Hall of Fame? Daryl Strawberry. Uh, Dwight Gooden. I don't know if Daryl Strawberry's in. Doc Gooden, yeah. Um, I felt sorry for Doc Gooden, man. It seemed like that fucking why? guy. Oh, just the way that the news portrayed him. He's a fucking crackhead. Like, he just kept trying and then fucking ended up slipping again, slipping again, slipping again. Hmm. I don't know about now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing now. This shit was over a decade ago when I was paying attention to this. Lenny Dykstra, Chuck Finley, Eric Gagne, Jason Giambi, Troy Glaus, Juan Gonzalez, Wally Joyner, David Justice. Notable players linked to performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. 1980s. Yeah, Major League Baseball All-Star Cocaine Team. This is from the 80s. Tim Raines. It's raining coke. Testified that he slid head first as to not break vials of coke in the back of his pocket. John Milner <laughs> testified that he bought $200 of coke in Three Rivers bathroom stall during a game. Milner also testified that back in the 70s he took a red juice from Willie Mays' locker and believed it to be a stimulant. The Pirates mascot was buying coke and introducing players to dealers. Tim Raines, Willie Wilson, Pedro Guerrero, Daryl Strawberry, Dave Parker, Keith Hernandez, Dale Barra, Daryl Porter, Joaquin Andujar. <laughs> Paul Molitor. <laughs> Who does Steve this guy Howe. think he is? I'm Keith Hernandez. In a 1981 Associated Press report on drug abuse in sports, Porter tells how he uh, he was a straight-laced kid during high school, but things went bad quickly once he was sent to the minors after being the Milwaukee Brewers' number one draft pick in 1970. Booze turned to pot, turned to quaaludes, and by 79 he had a $1,000 a week cocaine habit. He died at age 50 due to cocaine use. <laughs> That's just... That's just a little bit of the stories of all these people. But they don't get suspended from baseball. Now, Pete Rose Pete Rose gambled on baseball. Uh-huh. There are numerous firsthand witnesses that knew that Pete Rose was doing it. That's why he's suspended from baseball. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Because he was a fucking coach. No, he was a player. And then he was a player coach. He was betting on games while he was a player. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I, That's I, what I'm telling I you. I thought it was betting on games when he was actually coaching. No, it, it goes deeper than that. That's fine. You don't need to look it up or anything. Just I'm not. <sighs> Motherfucker. The 1980s collusion. Substance abuse. The uh, 1980s Pete Rose betting scandal, which actually happened in the 70s because there was a player on the Reds that watched him 
place bets while he was uh he was here it is March 89, Pete Rose, baseball manager of the Cincinnati, was reported by Sports Illustrated as betting on major league games, including Reds games, while he was a manager. But he was also a player because there's been reports of other players that had witnessed he had bet on games as a player. So, 1980s collusion. Repeatedly in the 80s, major league baseball owners colluded to keep players' salaries down. Over multiple instances, the owners were found to have stolen nearly $400 million from the players. The 1985 cocaine scandal. Here are the names of the cocaine scandal I've already given you, which includes Vital Blue, Willie Mays Aikens, Willie Mays Hayes, <laughs> Lee, Lee Mazzilli, Lee Lacey, um, Lonnie Smith, uh, Willie Mays, Willie Stargell. Testimony revealed that drug dealers frequented the Pirates Clubhouse um, during a 1980s game yeah, we already read about that, the $200 of cocaine in, in bathroom stalls during the Houston Rockets game. Uh, Peter Uberos suspended a number of players for varying lengths of time. And then there's a 2005-2006 steroid investigation, the 2013 Biogenesis scandal. But, hey, Barry Bonds and his gigantic oversized head. Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. A whole bunch of other players. Then this has been going on for years and years and years. Yeah, Yeah, decades. Thank you. In regards to these scandals. But fucking Pete Rose, oh, he's the biggest dick of all. He's a scapegoat, man. Yeah. It's it's politics. Everything's always fucking politics, man. It's it's face value, what they can bury, what they they can live with, what they, you know. Eh. That's what I like about South Park, man. South Park makes fun of some of this shit. Not not P. Rose in particular, but other political things. And it like he just points out the hypocrisy, right. you know, that people choose to ignore all the time. So and then these reports that come out, like the Dowd report or the report against Tom Brady. The Dowd report asserted that Pete Rose bet on fifty two games, uh fifty two Reds games in nineteen eighty seven at a minimum of ten thousand dollars a day, facing a harsh punishment along with his attorney and agent Reuben Katz decided to seek a compromise with Major League Baseball and agree to a voluntary lifetime ban. The agreement had three key provisions. Major League Baseball would make no finding of fact regarding gambling allegations and cease their investigation. Rose was neither admitting or denying the charges, and Rose could apply for reinstatement after one year. Despite the no finding of fact provision, Giamatti immediately stated publicly that he felt that Rose bet on baseball games. Eight days later, Giamatti suffered a fatal heart attack. That's Paul Giamatti's father, by the way. Okay. The consensus among baseball experts is that Giamatti's post-agreement statement, his sudden and untimely death, and appointment of new commissioner Faye Vincent, (coughs) um, a close friend and great admirer of Giamatti, doomed Pete Rose's hopes of reinstatement. Bud Selig, the former owner of the Brewers, succeeded Vincent in 1992. Uh, Rose has applied for reinstatement twice. In both instances, Selig chose not to act, thereby keeping the ban intact. Blah, 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 blah. 2004, after years of speculation of denial, Rose admitted in his book that the ex- accusations that he had been in Reds games were true and that he admitted to to C-League personally sometime before. He stated that he always bet on Reds, never against them. It must be noted that the Major League Baseball rule that Rose violated makes no distinction between betting for or against, only betting on it. And being in a position to influence the outcome are enough to violate the rule. Yeah. So... And that's fine. Look, he, but this whole thing, this whole thing of Pete Rose and him having an affair with a girl back in the 70s coming out now 
is bullshit. They're doing it for fucking money. Mm. They're doing it for fame. They're doing it for whatever. To, to because of the Cosby train. Yeah, they're they're doing it because we live in a time where everybody can be famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And, and 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 that's more important having fame or numbers or this or that than actually having substance and a life and everything else. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my take on it. <laughs> that's your two cents. Yes, the the hypocrisy will never end, Mike. Until they've abolished hypocrisy. All, until they've abolished all lawyers. Anyways, getting back to the Venture Brothers before we have to go. In the scene involving Team Venture's search for Dr. Venture at his old dorm room, Meanwhile. several posters can be seen hanging on the walls in the background, including the depiction of the Star Wars character Boba Fett, the Lord of the Rings poster, The Fellowship of the Ring, what appears to be a film poster for The Matrix, and one simply reading 60 Cent, a reference to rapper 50 Cent. In Dr. Venture's dorm room, there's a poster on the wall with stylized logo that reads, Yeah, parody of the logo of the band, Yes. Another one that is clearly based on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album cover, as well as another poster based on the band Gong's album, You. Also in reference to Pink Floyd, a takeoff of their song Comfortably Numb can be heard during some of the flashback sequences. A spoof of the theme to the Andy Griffith show (laughs) plays as the Venture family leaves the castle. When the boys are trying to figure out what to do after their father's been kidnapped, Hank Venture says that Dean Venture is not a wartime consigliere. This is a quote from the film The Godfather. The Leslie bots are essentially gynoids, female-looking robots, and resemble in design characters drawn by artist Hajime Sorayama, who the dead antagonist of this episode is named after, in reference to whatever you want to call it. Colonel Gentleman's Young Manservant Kiki is a reference to William S. Burroughs' book Naked Lunch. Mike Soriyama is based on the character of Mike Yanagita from it's the Mike film Yan- Fargo. It's Mike Yanagita. Comedian Steve Park so plays both characters. <laughs> Colonel Gentleman uses the expression, despite the racial handicap taken from the character Raul Duke in the Hunter S. Thompson semi-autobiographical novel and film Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. The toy, the college versions of the characters smoke oregano from, looks similar similar to cylinder, looks similar to a first series Battlestar Galactica Cylon. It could also be a Darth Vader. The girl giving Kano a massage is very similar in appearance to the girl administering acupuncture to Otaku Senzuri in the terrible secret of Turtle Bay. Doctor Venture makes note of a strange guy with eyebrows out to here, who writes poems about monarch butterflies, which is a clear reference to the monarch. This is when they were. In college, in the invisible hand of fate, Phantom Limb notices that Billy Quizboy's mechanical hand is based on a Mike Soriyama design, and goes so far as to say he was the biggest student he ever had. The student in, living in Doctor Venture's room in the present day later appears as part of the Scared Straight program in Return to Sco- Spider Skull Island. Brock Sampson's accidental killing of Tommy during football practice was also mentioned in Eeny Meeny Money Magic. Doctor Orpheus takes the action man's hands and declares two years seventy days from a stroke. The Venture Brothers series time frame does not pass the same rate as our real-world time frame with Action Man remaining alive at this point in 2010. This is a prediction similar to the Ray Bradbury character of GM Dark in the book Something Wicked This Way Comes. Dr. Orpheus has similarities to and is a bit of an amalgam of uh, Dr. Strange in terms of clothing and demeanor in GM Dark as well as Mandrake the Magician. Production notes. Oh, that was... Connections to other episodes. Production notes. Colonel Gentleman's choice of houseboys indicate that he may be a pederast. 
and the deleted scene included on season one features a line from Otto that seems to confirm this. One of the animation directors has a nickname inserted into his credits. The nickname is an unusual line or word from the preceding episode. For past tense, the credit reads, Kimzin, 25 charisma points, Albert. Which means it, it's taken from a line from this episode because Dr. Venture was rolling to uh, charm one of the characters while they were playing D&D. Okay. So that's where the 25 charisma points comes from. Lovely. The next episode is The Trial of the Monarch. Then return to Spider Skull Island, and then the terrible secret of Turtle Bay, which would be the last one. We have four episodes remaining, it sounds like. Did I read that right? Uh, three. That was the pilot part of those three? Trial of the Monarch, return to Spider Skull Island, and the terrible secret of Turtle Bay is three. I can't fucking count. <laughs> all right, so. All right, so we're three episodes away from... Uh, the show no longer sucking. What oh, my God. That's a good choice of words, Pam. Please stop talking. Who, me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I'm a, I'm a fucking huge Patriots fan and everything, and, and everybody is picking them. Everybody is picking them to be in the championship game with Pittsburgh. What the fuck happened to Gronk? He's... What do you mean, what the fuck happened to Gronk? Something popped up the other day that he got cut from the team. No, that was his brother. Oh, okay. Why the fuck would they cut Gronk? That's why I was asking. So. I'd rather ask you about it than fucking read about it. I don't know. I can't understand you while you're eating. I don't need to read about other fucking teams. So, and then, um, so for the AFC, the, the AFC has already been decided before one fucking game has been played, which is is going to be Pittsburgh, which is super deep and has a lot of talent, and New England. NFC is going to be Green Bay and Seattle. Um, what surprises me is that people are picking the Patriots to repeat a Super Bowl. It's very tough. I don't think they're going to repeat, but it would be kind of cool to see them do that. Um, I, I think the Raiders are going to end up fucking losing to the Patriots in either the fucking either in the, the second round or the championship game. Yeah. Raiders will never play the Patriots until the championship game. They have to go through the AFC West. So. And the Raiders are probably going to go 9-7 and seven this year. You said 11-5. and five. Now you're saying 9-7? Nine 9-7. Seven? Nine seven. It's more realistic. Oh, you mean based off of preseason numbers? No. It has nothing to do with preseason. Then what changed? Because a couple of weeks ago you said 11-5. <laughs> I'll tell you what changed. I'm listening to the NFL Network and listening to Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. Is it because Derek Carr believes in God? Yeah, that's why they're going to go 9-7, and seven, because Derek Carr believes in God. Too much faith in the Lord above. They have no defense. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is old. Yeah. And everybody thinks that Marshawn Lynch is the fucking savior of that team. He's got one year. That's it. The reason why, the reason why he wasn't – look, his production declined every year that he was with Seattle yeah. from 2010 on when he was at the top of his game. So and then he retires and then he decides to come back. He's a good quarter. He's a good running back, but he's a bruising running back, and it, it, it takes its toll. The Raiders have always been the Florida of the NFL, dude. Everyone fucking goes there to retire. True, but not anymore. And except with Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch already retired. He wanted to play with the Raiders yeah. after Seattle lost the Super Bowl to New England. That's why he retired because they wouldn't trade him to the Raiders. Okay. 
So, but he's probably going to retire after he leaves the Raiders, right? Hence the Florida of the NFL. Hence, they're not anymore. It's just one person. So, the biggest problem that the Raiders have is Kansas City. Kansas City is nine and one against the Raiders, and it doesn't look like they're going to lose anytime soon. Uh, Denver, mm, Denver's got problems, and San Diego is going to end up five and nine. So it's uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, and um, and the Raiders will vie for the top spot in the, in the AFC West. So you think that the Raiders' offense is not good enough to make up for its lack of defense? <laughs> not even by far, dude. Because of Jim Miller. Well, I hope Jim Miller ends up eating those words, Mike. Because of Jim Miller. Well, you said you were listening to his words. Yeah, I was listening to two guys that have been fucking with the NFL Network for 14 years and, and haven't been wrong much. And they've been consistent. I, I get it. Yeah. All right. The The AFC East is super strong. The AFC North is super strong. Baltimore's going to suck this year. Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. New England, Miami. So you even think the Raiders are going to get a wild card this year? I didn't say that. Well, 9-7. 9-7 usually doesn't get a wild card. Um. Not usually. They may win the division, but like I said, you know, uh, maybe ten and six, maybe nine and five, or yeah. nine and seven. But we shall find out. But Kansas City's right there with them. It's going to be either ten and six or nine to five. I think that Oakland's going to edge them out. And I'm going with what Pat Kerwin has to say. They have no defense. Their offense is struggling. They have Marshawn Lynch for one year, and he's probably going to be good, relatively good for six to eight games. Um. The Chargers are are nothing. Denver's nothing. So the only competition that they have is Kansas City. Uh, NFC NFC West is all Seattle. San Francisco is going to be much better than they were last year, but they're going to be six and ten, maybe seven and nine. Um, so it'll be Arizona and Seattle. Green Bay is just going to fucking run away with the division. Um, Atlanta is going to run away with their division, and Houston's going to be strong, but you know they're going to end up either eight and eight or nine and seven again. God, football is just—I think football makes the season more enjoyable than the actual season itself. Why? Because football is always going to be on. When it's on during the season, TV's going to be on. It's going to be on. It's like the greatest. You said absolutely jack shit. <laughs> you said fuck all in that whole thing. Grab it for time. I think football makes this season really good this season, during this season. Because when the TV's on, the football's on. And when the football's on, TV's on. It's like, who, who's the fucking coach? <laughs> Brett Favre! Yeah, John Madden. John Madden. <laughs> like a boom. Boom. But. It's a touchdown. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. No, you're. That's the way it is. <laughs> we, we all we all look forward to football. Well, I don't know if all of us do. People look forward to the season for three things. I always come up with three things, right? For three things: football, pumpkin spice, or the pumpkin season, and the holidays. Pumpkin spice. Fuck pumpkins. <laughs> Fuck the whole pumpkin spice thing. Okay, I was wondering why you said it because it was like it was like a left field thing. Like I just didn't. Dude, how long have you been on this planet? They're just with 38 years. It's about to be 40. Is it 38 or 39? It's 39, but it's next month it'll be 40. Okay, so for 40 years, well, it's 40 years and nine months. Yeah. All right. 
So you've been on this planet for 40 years and nine months. So when did you lose the whole pumpkin spice season thing where everything is loaded with pumpkin spice or <laughs> fucking Starbucks comes out with their pumpkin spice lattes or McDonald's with their pumpkin spice shakes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I never I think the last pumpkin thing that got me excited other than, of course, I wasn't asking if you got excited. I don't. I never really paid much attention. I didn't give a shit. Like I don't give a shit about the Starbucks thing. That's just trendy bullshit. It's been going on for years. Okay. I. I it's been longer than. It's not trendy bullshit anymore. It's a custom. Okay. I don't. But I'm just trendy like, is like the first year that they do it. Then everybody else does it. Oh yeah, I remember. Like in the eighties, I go to the Nut Tree when it was an actual place in Vacaville, and I remember one year I had the pumpkin ice cream. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. But that's it. That's all. Yeah, and now it's a thing. Now it's just a big fucking stone slab on the side of the freeway. No, now it's a thing. The whole fucking pumpkin thing <laughs> is a thing. Pumpkin spice and pumpkin this. Well, and I didn't give him permission to do that, so I don't fucking care. Yeah, okay. You didn't give him permission either. I, yeah, it's just. Ugh. Okay, so take pumpkin spice latte and shove it up your ass. Let's end this. Yeah, you take it and shove it up your ass. All right, segue. Segue to ending this. This show sucks. Me, you, bye. <laughs> this is a fucking hour into this shit of fucking Venture Brothers flashback past tense and this motherfucker bye mm. Powers Booth the motherfucker man bye I'm just seeing if you're gonna fucking keep talking bye <laughs> see you keep talking Good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata, bitches! This is the Cinescape Movie Podcast. We thank you for listening to the show, and if you have any questions or comments, you can email us or tweet us. My handle is at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. My handle, that's what I call it, my handle. You can tweet me at, you can send me a tweet at. Tweet me at, you can follow me, fuck off, all right. Yeah, follow, you can you know, follow me or tweet me at. Send a tweet too. All right. Follow. Follow would be better. You can follow me on tweet <laughs> tweeter. You can tweeter me. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. And for me, it is at What about you? MPS fifty one fifty. Because I make it easy. Yeah, you do. Well that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And please remember, share the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. What is it, Joe? Yeah. You see that little button over there? Yeah. Yes. What button? It, the little share button. Which button is that? It says share. Sometimes it's a little arrow that goes in a circle. Regardless, it's there. Or more. So share. Share. Share that podcast. Click that shit. <laughs> it's simple. Please. We put we do put some work into this. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not as much as we should. But still, all you have to do is click the share button. Yeah. Click anything that says share. Like on our movie reviews, there's a Facebook share and a Google Plus. Pick one. We prefer Facebook, but, you know. Spread the love. Help us grow. Spread the love, and we will spread our legs open for you. No, we won't. I take showers. Well, what is that one? Show the balls? <laughs> open your balls. Open your balls. <laughs> shower, yeah. Share, share, the, share the show. Share the hell out of it. <laughs> share. Give her some love. 
I sound like little Nick. <laughs> Have a good night. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Argo, fuck yourself.